0: This is the Farmington Feed, bringing you information from the City of Farmington.
1: Hi, and welcome back to the Farmington Feed. I'm Corinne Hodgenicki, the City's Communications Specialist, and I'm hungry for another episode of the Feed. I'm here today with two of our Recreation staff members, Missy Kolbeck and Jeremy Peer. Missy has been with Recreation Department for 28 years and is a resident of Farmington. Jeremy is a Parks and Facilities Supervisor, and he's been with the Recreation Department for 17 years and is also a resident. They're here to talk a little bit about Parks and Recreation Month and discuss the upcoming events they have planned for the rest of the summer. I may be a little biased, but this is my favorite department. I worked in Parks and Rec for about 10 years in Michigan, and including a nice arena and a community center. Now I'm on on the other side of the table as a user of the park system and recreation programs. So I wanna hear your input from your side of the table. Missy, how about you first? This year's theme is Parks and Recreation Month, how our community grows. How do you think the department helps Farmington grow?
2: The department helps create community with all of our fun community events. Um, When you get to know each other and you're friends with your neighbors and other people in the community, you tell others how fun it is to live in Farmington and that does help your community grow.
1: So Missy, 28 years in recreation, I'm sure it hasn't been in the same role or position the entire time. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Sure. I started at the Rambling River Center, which was called at that time, the Farmington Area Community Senior Center, which is a really long name. And I was just part time. So I started with the seniors. A few years into working, they were doing a recreation position that was going to be full time. And they asked me if I wanted to split between the seniors and rec. And then the other part of the recreation position, grew into a second Recreation Supervisor position, so the second Recreation Supervisor, the first one, would be Emily Shear in that position now, and I pick up the youth and family and kept the seniors. Kelly Omlett, who's now our Park and Recreation Director, was a Recreation Supervisor here in the past, and when she left here the first time, hopefully the only time, I came over and did the Rec Supervisor position that worked with sports. And I was there about four years. And when the senior center position opened up again, I asked to go back. They're just lateral moves. But I realized then that I really enjoyed the senior population. And that that's really where my heart is here in Farmington.
1: Yeah, it takes a special person working with the seniors. They can be very exciting and demanding at the same time?
0: They're very fun. I like working there.
1: Jeremy, how did you get involved in recreation?
0: I took a class in high school, lifeguarding, early bird.
1: Lifeguarding?
0: Lifeguarding. That's where I started. I worked at the uh, aquatic center in my hometown that summer. Ended up working my way up to and the pool supervisor i worked warming houses in the winter my supervisor one summer at the pool was a recreation management person down in lacrosse that just graduated i was going to school in lacrosse looked up the program and that's kind of how i got into recreation started out in hastings i worked there for five years at their pool and and outdoor and indoor rank in the winter
1: okay so you did a little bit of ice arena then too
0: yep that's where i started in the ice arena was was working for hastings
1: so which one did you like better lifeguarding or the ice arena
0: i would say they're definitely different. I um, mean, that's one part thing I liked about them was being in different, you know, every six months, I basically had a different job. The ice arena is fun. It's a great atmosphere. Um, working nights towards the end of March, got to be a little old. Swimming pool in the summer was great. Like, you know, I was early twenties at that point working with the youth and, and, um, the lifeguards and stuff. I always enjoyed working with the staff that age.
1: That's, it's just an interesting combination because they are so different. Right. Yep. <laughs> Did you ever have to save anybody in a pool?
0: once once kid uh was dared by his buddies to jump off the diving board couldn't swim so i jumped in and grabbed him but that was the only time
1: that's good that that was the only time right
0: right it seems like some lifeguards they've some of them will have a couple saves this summer and some people can go years without making a save
1: yeah that's one thing i would not want to do Well, let's move on. What is uh, some of your favorites? So favorite program, favorite event, favorite memory. Missy, you want to take first?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked about some favorites because I have a lot of favorites. I I wouldn't want to pick just one. I really do enjoy Kiss the Pig. It's really fun (laughs) to put on and make people do some silly things that they wouldn't normally do. I really like... The spring breakfast with the bunnies for the families, that was also really fun. and Just to see all the little kids excited. At the Senior Center, a few years ago, we started going on an annual kayaking trip, and that's my favorite trip ever. Screensaver on my work phone is a picture of a woman who went with us at 89 years old kayaking. Awesome! She was fantastic. Was it her first time? First time kayaking. She had gone canoeing lots when she was younger, and she did fabulous. She didn't come back when she was 90, and now she's 91 and she's not going this year because she said getting out of the kayak when it's flat was just too hard on her joints, which I get, but that was by far my favorite senior trip. I also love planning the much at lunch parties. I don't know. Sometime you'll have to come over and join us when we have like a Neil Diamond impersonator or a Frank Sinatra impersonator. This year we had a blast with Neil Diamond and Elvis. There's a lot of dancing and people cheering and so it's like getting a lunch it.
1: but then with some entertainment
2: correct okay. yeah those are really fun
1: yeah that does sound fun i'll have to check it out i don't know yeah. how i feel about Elvis, but maybe neil diamond yeah what about you jeremy
0: well mostly on the maintenance end with the parks department and the ice arena recreation wise i guess i would have to go back to the pool that i worked at in my hometown i met my wife there so i'd have to say that's Aww, probably that's my story. favorite memory <laughs>
1: So if she hears this, then so she'll know. So if she know. hears it, yes. <laughs> um, was she also a lifeguard? She was, yep. Oh, okay. So then you got to work together.
0: Yep. That's Worked it. together for a summer and then dated for a couple of years. So.
1: Yeah. That's sweet. Tell me about the funniest thing that's ever happened while working. I mean, it could happen anywhere. Well, the funniest and saddest thing that ever
2: happened was we were in the middle of Kiss the Pig and the pig died. Oh, in my god! So I'm up on stage talking to each one of the contestants and we're talking about it and the pig's just about to come out and we're about to announce who won and he comes to the side of the stage and goes I need to talk to you oh my gosh I need you to come here right now so I get off the stage and I'm like oh we need to take a five minute break the the pig needs a break Uh (laughs) and I walk around there and he's like the pig died of heat stroke In the trailer because it was so hot. So, you know, all these little kids are there and you don't want to tell them the pig died. So I'm like, oh, it's too hot. The pig needs a rest. Let's kiss the puppy. Somebody had a puppy in their truck with them. And they were like pulled up outside watching the stage at that time was in the middle of the street. They were like behind the stage. I'm like, can we use your puppy? So
1: Oh my gosh, great improvisation there.
2: Someone kissed a puppy. (laughs) Instead of the pig. So it's funny and And sad, sad, but it was one of those, oh, thank God we made it through it.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. How about, let's get a little more serious, who has inspired you most in your career? Jeremy.
0: I would say, uh, this one's easy for me. Um, when I worked at the rink in Hastings, Sliver McGree was my boss, did a write-up for the Minnesota Ice Arena Managers Association. They do a rink spotlight every, every once in a while. They asked for a write-up about it and gave him some information on him, but I uh, was supervisor in Hastings, learned a lot from work, family, just to be a good person. He was just a great guy and learned a lot from him.
1: What about you, Messy? Um, I went into
2: Park and Rec because I worked for Community Ed back when I was a little kid. A little kid. A teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Cannon Falls originally, and they, didn't, they don't have Park and Rec there. All their programming is through Community Ed. And the director at that time's name was Joan Kadatic. And I applied for the job at 15 and applied for the job at 16. And she was so nice and kind and told me kind of like why I didn't get it and what I needed to do.
1: Oh, that is really nice.
2: Because it was kind of like a... Boss job of the summer, like you were in charge of the other staff and 15, I was too young. But I finally got the job and she kept me on and just gave me everything to do from you know the little kid program at the park to field trips to keeping the basketball scoreboard in the winter to working the warming houses. So she little really little gave little me everything. my first, yes, she's passed on quite some time ago, but she just really was very kind to me. And when I went to college, I said, I want to work in community ed. And they're like, uh, you have to have a master's for community ed. So you really want to work in park and rec.
1: Really? So
2: that's how I came to be park and rec.
1: Yeah, well, that's interesting to me because where I came from in Michigan, we didn't have community ed. Yeah, um, it's it was big- all parks and rec. And then here it's kind of a mix. Yes. And and, um, it's interesting, like what responsibilities lie where and everything. But my park and rec uh, start actually was in by accident. Yeah. Um, I had a boss at City Hall in Ypsilanti. I was actually just doing the website for the city. My co op for my degree was in website design. And it was funny because I got assigned to the Parks and Recreation Director, she was my boss somehow which makes no sense, but whatever, and it worked, and I ended up helping out in other aspects of Parks and Rec with their programmers there, and it was just so much fun. I was like, I really want to do this, and my degree was communication technology, not recreation, and I ended up going back and getting my master's years later, but she was my inspiration. Like, she just did it all. Like, she, in Solani had, like, no money, so, and... They barely had enough to program, and they had a pool, outdoor pool, they had a community center, they had a farmer's market, and they made it all work somehow, and it was amazing. But yeah, she just kind of guided people, and I just, you know, when someone's like that, it's just kind of special, and you feel lucky Mm -hmm. that you have them, you know? Yes. Well, I think that's, like Jeremy said,
2: different jobs every six months. Mine isn't quite six months. It's more like nine and three. But that's a big part of why Park & rock is so appealing. Like like you just got done saying, you, you get to do it all. Mm-hmm. You get to dabble. You get to work with people. You maybe get to work, even I've learned a lot of maintenance things that I didn't really want to know. Right. <laughs> you know. You get to learn budgeting. You get to learn some promotions and communications. It's just really a wide range of what you get to do
1: yeah and i at the time i didn't even know it was a degree like how did you say you found out somebody mentioned it
0: yeah the guy that was uh <clears throat> the pool supervisor one summer when i was a head guard he had just graduated with recreation management and okay. that, like i say i didn't even know about it at that point until talking with him and selecting it that way
1: yeah that's pretty awesome anything that you guys want to you know let the community know about like in what you do you know as a parks and facility supervisor you're you're responsible for a lot all the parks, the trails, the staff that maintains it—you know and the facility, at nice arena—that's that's big on its own. Is there anything that you think the public doesn't know and and is like important to you?
0: I think that I would have to say that the guys that we've got working—we've got a great staff. They care about the community. They're trying to do a good job. That would be the you know the thing I would say is as we're out there, we you know we want to we want things in town to look nice. We want the parks to look nice. We want the rink to look nice. Um, be clean, safe and you know provide a space for everybody to recreate
1: yeah and the you know farmington fix the link is going to get renewed with our new gis person and hopefully that'll expedite any requests that people have and you know it's obviously good to know when something's wrong because yeah, you don't know everything that's all correct the time.
0: and i do appreciate when we get those you know there'll be a hey a down tree or a dead tree or there's garbage here or, you know Whatever it could be, but we definitely appreciate when people fill those out and, and let us know because a lot of times we, we, you know, we don't know about the issue. So
1: there's a lot of a lot of green space out there to manage. What about you, Missy?
2: I think for me, the biggest thing is just letting people know we're here. The Rambling River Center is here. It is for adults ages 15 and older. You think 50? I'm too young to use that. But we do. Our membership is 39 dollars for an entire year, and we have a fitness center. So that's a huge benefit to people. We You can't only work out during our hours. We're not open 24-7. But if you work from home and you want to walk on a treadmill or lift some weights or ride an elliptical or whatever for $39 a year, you can't beat it. No way, because the gym memberships are way more than that. Yeah. And also, you know, the youth and family programs. We have such a generous community in Farmington. They donate to put on all those free events, four concerts, two movies, a party in the park. All our fr- local businesses pay for those programs. They support us as sponsors. Come on out and check them out. Say thank you to those businesses. It's it's fun. Bring, bring your friends and family. For July, we're celebrating um, with a concert, a regular concert in the park. It's the... Panhandlers, which is a steel drum band, Mm -hmm. and they don't just play reggae music. They play everything from Beatles songs to country western to reggae on their steel drums. So that should be fun. That's free. It's at Rambling River Park at 7 o'clock on Wednesday, July 26th. And then we have Party in the Park on Friday, July 28th. Again, completely free. Come on out. That's at Lake Julia. There's a small parking lot there, mm-hmm. and there's some off-street parking. But if you live in the neighborhood, we ask you to ride, bike, or walk as a family. Kids Dance will be playing early at 7. They're a party in themselves. They do lots of kids' games and have prizes. We'll have other games and crafts there. Marshall Bus will be out there with some popcorn. And then we're showing Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, so that's a awesome. hit for, for my age, my age bracket. But for those millennials who haven't seen it, it's it's still a lot of fun. Right. Even though they still have, you know, like dial phones and things yeah, like that. Yeah, the, the weird
1: things they'll be like, what is that for? Yeah. yeah. So,
2: I don't know. It's great to have all that support from all the businesses and be able to put on these fun events.
1: Yeah, that's pretty amazing because a couple of the communities that I worked at didn't have that much support. Yeah. You know, they, we were basically begging people to help and – You want to offer these free programs um, and events for the community because then it includes everyone. Everyone can come, everyone can enjoy it, but everything costs money and you got to find funding somehow. Well, I guess that will uh, wrap up this section of our Parks and Rec Month, unless you guys have anything else you want to say. Thank you so much for coming, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having us. back for the second round of Parks and Recreation staff with Emily Shearer who's been with the department for 11 years and Kelly Omlett who's been in recreation for 30 plus years. Welcome guys. Thanks, Grin. Thank you. Let's get started with um, the theme of Parks and Recreation Month is how our community grows. How do you guys feel that Farmington helps our community grow?
3: Well, how I think uh, the Parks and Recreation Department helps our community grow is we offer quality parks, facilities, and programs Um, for all to enjoy. From toddler to a hunter and some, we have something for everyone, whether it's a a program or use of the Rambling River Center, which is our senior center, or a park. So we have spaces and programs to make community happen.
4: And for me personally, I think it's just keeping traditions alive. Things like um, the Dew Run that's been happening for 42 years, the Halloween Walk uh, that's been happening for... 20 or 30 some years. I mean, all of these programs that we've had around for, you know, such a long time, that's kind of this church tra- keeps the tradition going, but also implementing new programs as times are changing and, you know, even things like technology advances and all of these things, we are trying to keep up with new and innovative ideas. And, um, so keeping the tradition going, but also, yeah, implementing new ideas and, and
1: giving with the community what they want. Exactly. And the need.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, So what's one of your
1: favorite recreation memories or a program event that you planned or put on that just is near and dear to your heart?
4: So my favorite recreation memory uh, definitely comes with T-Ball. Corinne will also get to look forward to this because she is a T-Ball coach. (laughs) And so, yep, the favorite memory is... Pie a coach in the face day. It's the last night of T-ball, and we typically end up playing some sort of game or where a kid can earn the opportunity to pie a coach in the face. So I need to be gone that week. Yes, exactly. No
3: no, no breaks for <laughs> yeah, volunteer no, coaches, no, Corinne. No.
4: And, yeah, if, if your daughter wins the game, well, you know, actually hits a ball into a bucket, then you're probably gonna have to probably get pied in the face by her.
1: <laughs> well, unfortunately, I think she's actually kind of good. And it could actually happen.
4: Um, but I don't think I want that. To happen. <laughs> <laughs> the best memory was quite a few years ago, we had a really gr- good group of staff who were at that time when I was seasonal were my friends. And so we just, I mean, truly had a Blast watching each other get pied in the face. We had just as much fun, if not maybe a little bit more, uh, compared to the kids watching this all happen. And obviously, when we got pied in the face, it was funny too. But watching each other was the highlight. And and we ended up making the grave error that first year of choosing whipped cream instead of shaving cream, and okay, which we thought that we there? thought it would taste better oh. if we you know got in our, got in our mouths. But ultimately, what ended up happening was by the second session. After sitting, you know, in 85 degree heat, it uh, started to smell like spoiled or rotten milk yeah. <laughs> from our, in our hair, you know, and we tried to clean it out the best we could, but obviously a shower was the ultimate way to get it out. But, <laughs> um, so we've, we've transitioned to shaving cream. So now we smell clean yeah. <laughs> rather than like spoiled milk, but maybe it just doesn't taste as good, but yeah. it so, is.
1: So whose idea was that anyway?
4: So it was mine originally. Mm. Yep. So now I'm going to be mad at you. Exactly. Yeah. The funny thing is, is it was my idea. But once I told all the staff about it, they were like, yes, like, why would we not (laughs) want to do this? (laughs) So, and the pictures from it are hilarious. The parents usually get pictures of their kids pying coaches in the face. I mean, it's just... It's a, it's a really fun night.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just going to advise you next year. You need to put that on the registration form for the coaches that are volunteering. You have to warn them this is going to happen. <laughs> okay. Cause that was not
4: on what I signed. You, you left know, that part out.
1: It's, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll get a
3: good photo of that. You're yeah. Getting pied in yeah the and, face. and then
4: it'll be the cover of, you know, next year's summer guide, maybe. Um, no brochure. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge of that. So no, no, no.
1: <laughs> anyway. Uh, so what about you, Kelly?
3: So mine actually is uh, a T-ball as well. So several years ago, I was here as the recreation specialist, and it was the last night of T-ball. And typically the last night of T-ball, we play many games where the teams play against each other, both in the infield and the outfield. That summer was very hot and dry. In the afternoon, I got a call from a mom who asked if we could water the infield because it was very dusty, and her daughter has cystic fibrosis and the dust— wouldn't allow her to prevent or to play t-ball that night. Um, so I heard up and got off the off the phone with her and called the school district because at that point in time we were using the fields at Aiken Road Elementary School and I needed to get permission from the school district to be able to put a water truck on on their field and they they gave me the green light so I called uh Tim who still works us for us today and asked him if he could load the water truck and and go and uh, water the ball field the infield specifically only so this daughter could play her final t-ball game and it was such a cool opportunity and thing the mom actually sent a thank you into the pioneer press um, and thank the staff and the department for going above and beyond so her daughter could make that memory of that last night of t-ball and playing that game and and still today that you know gives me goosebumps that's why we're here for everybody to be able to participate no matter what their ability or disability is we're here for everyone so it was a really cool memory
1: yeah awesome but forgive me what's pioneer press
3: pioneer press is the newspaper out of saint paul oh so it would usually cover farmington area
1: oh that's awesome yeah it was really cool yeah
3: i don't know if they still do those thank yous in the newspaper because now everything's pretty much online but at that time they did and we actually got the newspaper delivered here so cool was able to see it
1: yeah that's a nice little thing you can laminate for your wall i actually have a similar story to yours because i did work in recreation for a while and i worked at community center and there's a gentleman who would come in every day with his wife and they'd swim in the pool or work out or whatever and he's always wearing his Detroit Tigers hat which sorry twins fans but I'm from (laughs) Michigan so they're my team but I got the opportunity to put together a senior trip to see the Tigers at Comerica Park and I decided to ask this gentleman because we'd see him every day I'm like hey you want to go on this trip I'm running and he was like oh no you know I have a hard time walking I can't get around there's no way I can go there and I was like well I bet I could help you out our bus will drop you off right at the entrance I'm sure we can get you wheelchair assistance right when we get in and anything you want to buy food or drink wise, I will go get it for you. I'll be your helper that day. And he was like, well, let me think about it. So he talked to his wife and of course they decided to go. And I don't know if it was his first game ever, first game in America, or first game in a really long time, but the smile on his face was amazing because he got to see this game that, you know, most of everybody else would go to no big deal. And it was a huge deal for him. And it was such a cool memory for me. So yeah, it's well cool. worth it for the person who's
4: able to help. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did he get to see a Tigers win that day?
3: Yes. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. yeah. Nice work. And at that time, they weren't very <laughs> nice good. W- nice work. Nice work, Corinne. However, you yeah, yeah. pulled that off. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just hoped and prayed that they did. I don't know, you know, because they were bad, I think that year. Really bad. You know, AL Central is a poor division anyway. But Usually. <laughs> unfortunately for both of us. Yep. Anyway. So, yeah, like I think recreation really gives those opportunities to people. And I think that's what's important as part of your community and you know looping it back to community growing like that's how your community Mm -hmm. grows. I think you said it before Kelly like people don't move to areas because they have nice roads or.
3: Right they move for a nice uh, trail system nice parks quality programs and in and community. And community. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, for
1: sure. Let's talk about who's inspired you most in your career. So who wants to take that one first? I can
3: go first. So like I mentioned earlier, I was here from 2000 to 2013 as the recreation specialist. And I was hired by Jim Bell. Jim Bell was the city's first parks and recreation director. So I was fortunate enough to work for Jim. Great guy. Learned a lot from him. And then he retired in 2002 and Randy Disted was hired as the second Parks and Recreation Director and got to work for Randy for more than 10 years and just learned so much from him as well. Fortunate to be able to work for, for both Randy and Jim and they're just both awesome 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 guys and i still see them today well yeah
1: jim was at the park at the music in the park and
3: i met him yep yep you did yep so they're still in the community and you know the great thing is that they're both still around here and if i have questions i can call email go have coffee with them and i have definitely called them and asked them history or what they know about stuff so fortunate enough to work for both
1: of those guys yeah and both of them have parks named after them they do yeah big shoes to fill next for you kelly omelet park or just omelet park omelet
4: it'd be omelet yeah we'll yeah. see who knows <laughs> or i guess yeah because jim bell is jim bell park yeah, yeah. so it could yep. be either it's one it's just, just Parked, yeah. yes
3: <laughs> parking i'm not too worried about that i'm just gonna <laughs> do the best i can every day
4: i'll
1: be waiting to talk about that on <laughs> okay the future farmington feed so you're gonna
3: be here that long <laughs> maybe like decades still maybe mm-hmm.
1: I mean, come on. You've been working in recreation a decent amount of oh, years. Yeah, for sure. You'll retire before I will. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> She's like, no, I'm hanging around for another 70. <laughs> yeah, I'm in for another
1: 70 years. <laughs> All right. What about you, Em?
4: I mean, so this may sound like I'm maybe sucking up or having a little bit of brown noser or whatever. But honestly, the, the two people I've looked up to the most was Kelly and Missy Colbeck, uh, who, again, just was interviewed. They have watched me grow grow up. I have been working that For them since I was 15 and so they saw me you know even as a maybe I wouldn't say I was ever shy but just a little maybe a little bit more reserved kind of 15 year old because you still are kind of new in this position Mm -hmm. to you know growing into being a seasonal supervisor and and growing into just more responsibilities and yeah taking on more responsibility and and things of that nature and so not only have they watched me grow up but just to be able to yeah keep having those comfortable conversations with them for years and years it's just been amazing and kind of like kelly said with both jim bell and and randy disted is that i can go to either one of them for basically anything and 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 seek advice and, and things of that nature so those are the two for sure.
1: Yeah. And they're helping you grow in your career, right? Exactly. Because you didn't start out planning on being an did you?
4: No, I did not. I actually went down to Arizona for five years to get my PhD in communication studies. And when I moved back up here at that time, I was like, I just need a job for a couple months. Because, <laughs> you know, in that weird transition period where you're, I was like, I know I want to move back to Minnesota, but mm-hmm. I don't have a job lined up yet. And so I was like, I'll just, you know, work back seasonally for a couple months until I figure out what's my next step in life and then the job opened up and just decided to go for it and yeah it was i I would say i don't know real. yeah yeah just it just everything fit into place Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
3: i'd say that's probably one of you know another cool recreation memory for me was you know i offered emily the job as a 15 year old as a recreation assistant and then almost 15 years later got to offer her a full-time position with the department as a recreation supervisor not many people probably can do that and we were super lucky to to have that opportunity and for Emily to come home yeah
1: that's for sure awesome yeah i went back home for a little bit too because i used to work at a community center and left and moved around and my former coworker he became the director where i was at and he called me and was like, hey, you want to come back to Michigan? How about you come back and work here? And uh-huh. I was like, okay, cool. As long as you let me start my volleyball league I've been wanting to do. Because for years I was like, we got to have a youth volleyball because youth basketball was number one ever, you know, uh-huh. everywhere. Uh-huh. And I was like, nope, you got to you gotta make it fair. Like bring volleyball. <laughs> and finally gave in because he was a basketball guy. But yeah. he learned so much about volleyball and he got to help me start that league there. And um, the first year we had probably 10 teams. Oh, wow. So we had ages six to 12 and then we had two divisions and then we grew that the next year except for covid happened or we would have had you know at least 15 teams oh, that's wow. awesome yeah. Yeah, yeah but we didn't get to run it right <laughs> and now he's running that league in michigan so hey yeah that's he's cool continue uh-huh. the
3: and volleyball has uh exploded for for boys and yeah. males so yeah. that's really cool
1: out here for sure not in michigan unfortunately yet but here yeah they're it's a new yep. high school sport too yep I, mean, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's great <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. great yeah all right next um we want to talk about the importance of parks and recreation in your daily life i know why mine is i volleyball i love my softball my kids every day playing sports mm-hmm. and for us that's sports but that's not everybody's some other people it might be just going to a park
4: using the trails that sort
1: or of thing taking an art
4: class or taking an art class yeah yep. right. yeah you want to give me your take on that yeah so Prior to moving back to Minnesota, like I said, I was gone for five years in Arizona. During that time when I was in Arizona, I had realized the tremendous lack of especially shaded trails within the Phoenix metropolitan area. There's shaded trails in Sedona and for sure Flagstaff, but that's an hour and a half north at, at the least. Flagstaff's even further. so That's just, you know, unattainable to drive there weekly. The, the main thing for me was that... While there's great hiking in Phoenix, there wasn't grass really anywhere. I mean, it's a desert. There wasn't really great playgrounds or parks. Again, there was lack of shaded trails. There was just a huge gap that I felt in their their parks and trail systems specifically. And again, even you don't even get you know, shade from clouds, basically. it's mm-hmm. it's pure sun. Mm-hmm. even in the winter, when it's seventy five degrees or eighty, that sun beating on you, it gets real hot real quick. And so the thing I I really ended up figuring out that I took for granted while living in Minnesota for the first 24 years of my life was that there was no access to, yeah, any kind of park and trail. Again, really just took it for granted during that time um, that I lived here. And so it took a mental and physical toll on, I would say, you know, my body and, and oh, things of sure. that nature. And so... When we've even moved back, I, I moved back with my boyfriend and he bought a kite to fly in the parks because he thought it was such a cool thing that there was, you know... Because he's from Arizona. Yes, yes. He's from Arizona and that there was access to places like parks that, you know, you, you could actually play around with and it's not so hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he did, He really lacked that growing up. And so I, th- I think it's just, yeah, again, that this whole Minnesota in general, not just even in Farmington but the parks and trail systems that we have here are amazing and something that yeah it I will I will personally never take for granted again
1: oh for sure like when I first moved here like it was like what park can we go to today mm-hmm. how many parks are we going to go to today because I was home with my five-year-old and she didn't need to stay inside all yes. day so I mean we visited four parks in one day and that was just in Lakeville and we didn't even get past that and there's so much more to explore
4: yes so. Yeah, and, and I I think I've heard a stat once that the Minneapolis metropolitan area, so the Twin Cities, is one of the more active cities or community areas in America, mm-hmm. which is funny because with all the snow, you think it would be mm-hmm. way less active. Right. But instead, it's much more active probably because, you know, we realized half the year it's quite cold. So I don't know. It's a special place to oh, be. Oh, for sure. I saw so many more people outside.
1: The minute it got warm, yes, it was just like there was people everywhere, the parks, on trails, you know, on their bikes and everything. So.
3: Yeah. You know, I'm an avid cyclist, so for me it's the connectivity of trails, not only within Farmington, but if I want to ride my bike up to Apple Valley or Rosemount or over to Lakeville, I can do that and, you know, pretty easily. And everybody needs an opportunity for some sort of recreation in their life, whether mm-hmm. it's a, a program like Emily mentioned or a park or – trails to walk, roll, stroll, bike, whatever it may be. There's got to be something for everybody for that physical and, and mental health.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just getting outside. Yep. Getting outside is so good for yes. your mental health. Yep. Yes. And getting out of your chair when you work in an office. Exactly. And like, I've been trying to do, you know, listen to my reminder on my watch to get up, but yep. it's so hard sometimes when you're in the middle of a project, you're Yes. Just like, I want to finish this, I want to finish this. I'm not going to get up yet, but you should. Yep. Because I know like my step count is way down mm-hmm.
4: yep yeah no and we're i mean we're trying to yeah offer n- new and like i said innovative programs so things like muddy water studios the way we partner with them yeah i know your daughter likes to sign up for the ceramics classes oh, of course. you know so it's it's trying to get even if it's not physical exercise if someone's mental health is you know benefited from doing a ceramics class I'm you sure. know there are yeah. things like that that we try to offer as well so
3: how about the geocaching program? I mean, that would get you you and your family directly into the Farmington parks.
4: Yeah, yeah, we have a geocaching program that we partner with the Farmington Library, and gets you out to twenty five of our twenty six parks. That's so a lot. We've yeah, almost got all of them. And so from there, they what you do is you have to find it essentially a little container in the park gives you the direct coordinates to that container and kind of a clue or hint along the way in case you can't find it. And so through that process, you try to eventually find these little containers in each park. And there's kind of a little or like a stamp or, or, you know, pen or pencil or whatever in these containers that you can write where you found the container and then from there the library will take the registrations things of that nature they'll also hand you out the booklet when you first go to get signed up and so from there then you can collect prizes along the way i think there's three prizes if if you find five parks and then find ten parks and then maybe the yeah grand prize if i'm remembering correctly gotta get all the parks probably yeah oh yeah, yeah exactly because yeah the grand prize is is bigger and better. that is a fantastic yeah. way to get to all the parks right so exactly. that's yeah.
1: my next thing should be with my family although do you need to be good at like directions to geocache because i'm like i'm one of those
4: people that is very bad with directions we give the exact coordinates okay and then from there it's like a hint so I i can't come up with a hint at the top of my head but something along like there's a it's a rhyming hint of like Oh, near water, but don't go too I don't know. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you good with tech?
1: I can I can handle my own.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you can do GPS, yes. you'll be Oh you'll be yes. money. Okay. All right. That'll yeah, you great. just have to type it basically into your map. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. It is easy.
1: Yeah. I was thinking like I had to, I'd have to like look at it like a uh, I don't know. Like, no, not a physical f- map. No. Nope.
4: Okay. Your map on your phone works. That's what we essentially wow. look for. Okay. Well that sounds fun. We'll yes. check that out. Yeah, so if you visit the Farmington Library, uh, they'll they'll take the, you know, kind of registrations and, and hand out the booklets to get, get you started.
1: Awesome. So I guess we should wrap up here pretty soon. But um, is there anything else you would like the public to know about Parks and Recreation, Parks and Recreation Month, like anything that they, you know, have ideas for or anything like that? We could...
3: Absolutely. If you have questions, comments, concerns, program ideas, call us. Let's talk. We're always looking, staff is always looking for new programs to implement, to try out, to partner with. We're here. Please reach out to us. Or if something, you have an idea for a park or you have a question about a park or a facility, please just reach out to us and and
1: let's talk.
4: Anything else, Em? No, I think I think we should be good.
1: All right. Well, yeah, I want to thank you guys for being here today, and of course, uh, Missy and Jeremy and our uh, previous section too. They shared our a few upcoming city events, and I know uh, a few of them were parks related. It was a movie in the park and party in party in the park, mm-hmm. music with in the kids park, dance, yep. and then yep. music in the park. What else can we wrap up that weekend with? I mean, <laughs>
3: no, we got a lot that <laughs> yeah. week. Yes.
1: your normal puppet wagons on Fridays is still oh, going yep, on. Yep. What else? Story, time in the park. still
4: going on, so, yes.
1: So many free programs going on yes. yep. just for the community. Um, well, that concludes this month's episode of Farmington Feed. Thank you for listening. We look forward to connecting with residents with this podcast. If you have any feedback, guest requests, or ideas, email me at communications at farmingtonmn.gov. Don't forget to subscribe to Farmington Feed wherever you like to get your
4: podcasts.